You're listening to the Goddess Talk podcast, where we have real conversations about all things spirituality, self-development, women's empowerment, conscious entrepreneurship, and more. This podcast was designed to inspire women to reclaim their power, come into alignment with their soul's purpose, and create their best possible lives. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Goddess Talk podcast. Hope you guys are all doing amazing. Today on the show, we have such a beautiful guest. Her name is Lexi Pugh. She is just such a light. She has such a incredibly powerful story, and it was truly an honor to be able to connect with her in this episode. We talked about a lot. Some of my favorite things we talked about were how to build trust with yourself through making compassionate choices throughout your day. And we also talked about how to listen to your body for guidance rather than your thoughts. We talked about cultivating ultimate self-love and acceptance and how to be gentle towards yourself even during really dark or painful times or during points that you deem as low. So there was so much insight in this conversation. You guys are going to love Lexi so much. She is such a source of inspiration. She's overcome so much and still come through on the other side. And I just am so happy that I get to share this with you. So I hope you enjoy and let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. We're here today with Lexi Pugh. Lexi is a yoga and meditation teacher who is passionate about creating art and bringing people back to their bodies through self-expression and self-love. She believes in a plant-based and alcohol-free lifestyle and wants to show people that healing is possible and guide them to feel lighter and more confident. I'm really excited for this interview. Welcome to the show, Lexi. Thank you. So am I. Okay, so I have a few warm-up questions before we really jump into everything. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Um, First question I have for you is, what is your daily practice if you have one? And if you don't, I would love to just know about some of your favorite rituals or spiritual practices or even wellness practices that you have. So every morning when I first wake up, I always do a really, really brief meditation and prayer. And for me, that's really important because I could start my day with high anxiety um, when I wake up and start thinking about everything that I need to do. Or I can take that moment when I'm really tired, haven't had coffee yet, and I just take a moment to sit, breathe, um, close my eyes, say a prayer for how I want my day to go, which is usually really simple, something along the lines of like, um, just, you know, please help me to stay positive throughout the day today. Um, please guide me and um, help me to be a source of light and love in the world. I usually don't say too much. I'm really tired. That's like a super important part of my day. 
And then I try to always have some form of movement in my day. So I dance ballet. I just started a few months ago. And then I also have my yoga practice. And um, I also go to bar classes or pure bar classes sometimes. So for me, I need exercise. I need a really high level of movement in my day. But I also like to really carve out time for more relaxing practices like uh, meditation classes or yin yoga, slower yoga, because I find that when I make time for those, that's what really helps my mental health and my nervous system to feel at ease. So yeah, those would be like my main practices, I guess, and um, my, my rituals that I have. So have you been, is this the first time you've tried ballet or did you used to do it and now you're coming back to it? So it's actually the first time. So, I mean, I did it when I was really little, but um, it was only a few classes and I was like a toddler and I always had been drawn to it. But I think my whole life I was um, interested in pursuing sciences and things that I thought would like make my family happy and everyone around me happy. And then I started dating my boyfriend Jim a little over a year ago and he's a ballet dancer and I never would have seen myself with a ballet dancer um I kind of had this stereotype in my head that like it's not masculine or whatever and then I started dating him and it real it made me realize like I'm just so drawn to this art form and it made me really emotional and so I decided you know what like I don't care how old I am I just have to try it. There's something that's drawing me to this way of movement. And I took my first class like a little over three months ago and I just called him and I was crying for like an entire day. I was so moved by the class. And um, he was just like, I understand, like, it's okay. You know, you can pursue this. Like, who knows what can happen? If you're not too old, it's not too late. Like the world is always changing. He was very supportive of it. And so then I started taking classes three times a week for the last three months. And um, I've been kind of keeping it to myself because it's just kind of sacred and vulnerable for me right now because I am 25 and in the ballet world, you start ballet as a toddler. Like you don't mm -hmm. start when you're older. So um, I really enjoy it and I, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but it's become it's almost become like a spiritual practice for me too, because it's like this way, it's like helping myself grow so much. It's teaching me to believe in myself and to let go of expectations that come from society or from other people. And just to like, listen to heart rather than what is maybe quote unquote realistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting that you said you've always been called to it because I was a dancer for, I started when I was really young and I danced all through middle school and high school and right up until college. And I, whenever I see your yoga content, I always feel like you have some element of dance in you. So I was always, I always, I wouldn't have been surprised if you had been dancing forever, but it's interesting that you've been called to it. Um, and for me, I've been called to go back to dance, but I've kind of been intimidated because I'm like, I've been away for so long. I probably lost all my technique, but I think what you're saying is so true just in, with anything. It's never too late to start. And when you go into it with the expectation of just how can this heal me or what could this give to me rather than 
how am I going to succeed in this? Or how am I going to measure up to all the people who've been doing this for so long? You open yourself up to all the possibilities of what it can offer to you. And um, so much more, there's so much more possibility when you open yourself up rather than being like, I don't know, it's not for me. It's, it's too late or I'm not, I'm not ready or whatever. So yeah, I totally agree. And it's funny that you say that you noticed that in me, because I noticed in you too, like in your yoga videos that, um, it's more of a flow, um, rather than like, for example, I've been told by yoga teachers that I am not doing yoga. I am doing more of dance. And they were like, that's fine. You know, and these are very traditional yoga teachers, people who have like not strayed away from the basics of yoga and the history and the foundation. And they're like, what you're doing is it's great. It's fine, but you should probably go to a dance class. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I don't know, you know. And then I realized that I wasn't being satisfied with yoga and yoga asana mm -hmm. and um that I was like craving more. And so then finally I decided like this is going to kill me if I don't like let myself open up to this. I have to do something about it. And yeah, so it's been it's been a really interesting experience. I'm really grateful that I'm able to start learning this at my age too. I think also when you become our age, an adult, everything's like, well, how is it making me money? And then if it's not, then it's like not worth it, whatever. Yeah. So I've had to get over that hump too in my head and be like, this will lead me places that I need to be. Like, mm -hmm. this is not frivolous. This is going to lead me places because it brings me joy and um it's beautiful it's self-expression it's a way of giving back to myself and so I know that eventually that will lead to things coming back to me and me helping other people in some way yeah yeah it's so important um that you just kind of follow those little hints and detach from is it going to make me money and if so when and how because mm -hmm. we, we never know those answers anyway yeah totally where is the best place you've traveled to? So I'm right now I'm in Maui and I would say Maui. This place is, um, it's just, it feels like home here. I've been here so many times with my family. And then this past um, spring, I was here for a month uh, doing a yoga teacher training with, and my boyfriend was here with me too. And so we were living here like locally in a really crappy apartment with wolf spiders and we were doing the local thing and it was just so wonderful and um I always feel so much calmer here and um more connected to myself I guess when I when I'm at home I like in in Michigan in the United States I feel like I never allow myself to rest and um here it's like very different energy and it just gives you this permission to rest that you don't feel anywhere else so it's very it's very healing here it's and i mean it's just so beautiful it just kind of like restores your faith i think in the world yeah i've heard the same the exact same things about maui people Have just say, i haven't i'm so drawn to it i really want to go um, but people just say it has such a spiritual energy. So many people there are like just living off the land. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, what are three things that you love about yourself? 
And it can okay. be anything. Okay. Um, I'd say my first thing is my curiosity. When I was really little, um, I was always pretty advanced in reading, and I had teachers tease me and call me, like, nosy rosy because I always wanted to know more. I always had lots of questions. And I think that now that I'm an adult, I see it as a strength because I go much deeper into things than maybe other people do. So, for example, when I started learning yoga, um, typically in the yoga community, you do one 200-hour teacher training. And that's partly because um, people think, you know, you learn everything you need to know in that one 200-hour and also so for the money too, I think a lot of people don't want to pay to do another one. But mm -hmm. for me, that wasn't enough. And I did three 200 hour teacher trainings uh, because I just felt like in order to feel confident being a teacher and respect the history of the practice, I needed to know more and go deeper. And I felt like I had a lot of like internal healing that I needed to do on myself before I stepped into a leadership role. And that's just kind of how I am with everything. I always go really deep. I always want to know more. And when I learn more, I get more frustrated because there's just more questions. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing. Yeah. Are you like that too? Yeah. Have you ever heard there's like three circles and the first one is what you know. And then the bigger one outside of that is what you know you don't know. And then the biggest one outside of that is what you don't know you don't know. No, I haven't heard of that. That's cool. Yeah, but I feel like that's exactly what you're talking about. As you keep learning, you realize how much more there is that you still don't know and still could learn. And I'm the same way, Oh, too. totally. Yeah, I, when I was little, I think my dad told me something. It was like a Socrates quote, which is like, um, if you think, or the smartest man knows that he knows nothing, something like that. And that really always stuck with me because I feel like as I grow and learn more, it's just such a reminder, like, I'm never going to have it all figured out and no one ever does. And if they tell you they do, don't trust them. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, no one does. Um, so I would say another thing is um, my dedication. I feel like I am somebody and I can take it to probably a little too far sometimes, but when I commit to something, whether it's a yoga practice or like a way of eating or a person, even like a partner or something like that. I'm very dedicated to that thing. And um, I'm, I'm going to keep up with it and um, like nurture that practice or that relationship and stay like very dedicated and loyal to it. Um, and then one other thing I thought of was um, my I would say my openness, I have very broad perspective and I think that I can see things uh, in every direction, which is a little stressful at times, but uh, I think that I can see a person, maybe even one that most people would consider to be a bad person and I can see them in a very broad way and see what's good. And then, you know, someone who's a really good person by a lot of people's standards, I can see them in a broad way and maybe see what is not so good. Um, and I think that I have a way of bringing a lot of people together and helping people to find common ground when otherwise they might not 
uh, be willing to go there themselves or put in the effort to have the mature communication there. So, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. I'm curious what your, what your astrology sign is. So I am a Capricorn sun Ooh. and moon. And then oh, I'm, a cancer, I'm a cancer rising. Okay. That's probably where a lot of that intuition is coming from. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, I have cancer in my, I'm a cancer moon. Okay. Which is pretty wild because moon rules cancer. So I, I know exactly what you're saying when it's like almost overwhelming how many different perspectives you can see or how <laughs> it's like, wow. I sometimes I feel like I know other people more than I know myself because I'm just so connected to how each person is feeling in every single moment. Um, but I think it really is a gift to be able to see things in so many different ways. Yeah, it is. I imagine that it drains you at times. Like for me, I find that I have to have lots of alone time because um, like being in social settings, it takes everything out of me to handle that. So I, yeah. I have to like have lots of alone time to recharge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I've always been that way from the time I was really little. Like my family just knew that if I was in my room, I, that was almost a sacred place for me and a safe place for me to just be on my own. And then when yeah. I was ready to come out, that's when we would interact. But they were, and my family was really good about it too. But yeah, I've always needed that. Um, yeah. And it's important. And that's been one of the biggest lessons I've learned too, is just really nurturing myself and filling myself up before trying to engage with others, let alone help others. It's yeah, totally. It takes a, it can take a lot of time to learn that lesson. Yeah, because I think that a lot of people still believe that it's um, a little bit selfish to make the time for yourself, at least in like the family that I come from and the, um, the culture that I've grown up with. So for me, I feel like that's a big part of my purpose, too, is trying to show people how important it is to make that time for yourself, because you cannot succeed as well in anything else if you don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's been a thing for me too. And I think the biggest way to show people is just to be be it and to show them how much more you can give to them when you do take care of yourself first. Right, totally. Okay, last little warm-up question I have is thinking about your vision, whether it's your vision for the rest of your life, your vision for the next year, or even just your vision for the immediate future, maybe the next couple of weeks or the next month. What are you most excited about? Um, moving to Sydney. So uh, in about a week, I'm moving to Sydney with my boyfriend for five months. And um, I, my intuition is basically telling me like, you have to be patient and you have to get there in order to find out why you need to be there. And that is a huge test of patience and faith and trust for me because my human self would really like to have everything squared away and know that I have like a solid source of money flowing to me and um a sense of purpose and meaning being down there and um but i'm really excited about it and i and i know that it's where i'm supposed to be right now and i think that i'm going to be meeting lots of really interesting people who can um you know help me along my path and help me to kind of figure out my purpose and way of serving. So yeah. yeah, I've just never been, never been away from home for that long before. 
And I've also never been that far away from home either. So it's kind of um, like the biggest thing I've ever done in my life, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. And I think what your intuition is telling you is must be true. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's just, it's really powerful that you're able to listen to that and trust it because I know it's not easy to do. And it's actually something I wanted to talk to you about because I know you, in a lot of your content, you talk about this idea of asking for guidance and trusting and surrendering. And um, I guess I'm curious, like if for anyone who's listening, who feels like they have a lot of self-doubt or they're questioning their self or the question what's right for them, or they feel lost, or they feel like they want to have a lot of control in their life. And it's hard for them to release that and just open themselves up to guidance. How, how have either for you or how do you recommend for others that they can balance finding self-belief and self-certainty and also balancing that with asking for guidance and trusting and letting go of control? Yeah, so it's something that I'm still learning and that oftentimes I struggle with. But for me, I really try to tune into my body and specifically my heart rather than my mind. I, um, I trust my heart more than I trust my mind to guide me. And so, for example, if I'm having lots of fears about like a person or a situation, I will try to close my eyes and breathe and take my hand to my heart and ask my heart and if my heart is beating in a calm and steady way and my body feels safe and um at ease i feel that i can trust that person or that thing that i might have been having lots of fears about or the decision whatever it is because my mind definitely likes to try and play tricks on me and i've been hurt so many times over the years in lots of different ways before and after I started my spiritual um, journey. So I think that my heart has been very shackled and my ego has lots of protection mechanisms. And um, so for me, it's been kind of like unpeeling all of those layers of trying to protect myself. And the truth is, is that when you do start to release your control and release your grip, you will start to just feel more at ease. So for example, um, if I'm like super worried about, oh, I haven't heard from my boyfriend in a little while, is he doing okay? And then I remind myself like to trust and like release my control, release my grip, I just feel better. There's just a sense in my body and in my mind that relaxes. And so for me, I think that's part of what keeps me going down this path is that I know it just feels better. And if it feels better, then that means that there's probably some truth to it. So, like, I'm a big believer in if you're making a decision and it feels absolutely horrible, that's probably not the best one. And if you're making a decision and it just feels right, maybe it's not the easiest. Like, I've had to leave jobs and friends and things like that. But if it still settles you in some way, it doesn't make you more upset. I kind of think that's the way to go. And this is something that's so personal, this whole thing. And it's really just about spending a lot of alone time with yourself and learning how to self-soothe and 
really working through your limiting beliefs and your fear-based beliefs and just acknowledging them like with kindness and compassion because really they've just been trying to protect you all along and as I do that it's like you can slowly start to release your grip more and more over time and you know not forcing it just kind of like letting it unfold naturally and it takes time you know it takes practice and i think that um you're you're always going to probably still make some mistakes and, and it's just kind of honoring that accepting that and being like a little bit more gentle with yourself as you move yeah. through the whole thing yeah i resonate with that so deeply i was always someone that tried to do life like from I feel like it was from the neck up like every decision was always made just based on logic and trying to justify things in my mind but it's been so incredible to see how much more has come to me when I got into my body and you're so right that it's so much more about how it feels even though even if you can't justify it through your mind like if it makes no sense or you have no idea how it's going to happen but it feels right when you trust that the all the logic that you're looking for just unfolds naturally as you start to step into that and I think it's it's really hard and scary to do initially but you just kind of start practicing by just listening even just in little ways like as you're going through day to day if you try to apply that in really simple decisions like what am I going to eat for the day or who am I going to engage with or what am I going to do for myself today if you just start in even really little ways you start to trust your feelings more than mm -hmm. your thoughts and then just like you're saying when you start applying it in bigger ways you get better and better at it and you develop a stronger connection to it so it happens more effortlessly and it's easier for you to trust and stand behind it. So I really, I really love that you brought up the body too, like just seeing how your body responds to different things. Yeah, that's been super crucial for me too because I, um, something that I've been dealing with too, working through is like uh, anxi anxiety attacks. Or I kind of refer to them as like a trauma attack because from my past, like. Um, something can trigger me to go back into a space that I was at years ago that I'm no longer in but it still feels like that in my nervous system and in my body so I work with my body and my breath in those moments and I really have to self-soothe because no one else can really be there for me in the way that I need um, because I just am in such a difficult state so I really work with my heart and my hand and my breath and mantras to calm myself down so for me it's extremely healing to get into the body and to focus on reminding yourself that you're safe and that you can trust yourself and um i think you know building up your self-trust too by doing things like having rituals or practices throughout your day that you commit to like mm -hmm. um you know taking care of your body and going to yoga or sitting in meditation or uh, just eating more plants, whatever it is, making some commitments to yourself, it starts to help you build that trust too in yourself. Like not doing things like taking five shots every night. Like because if you're treating yourself badly, I think that um, you're gonna have a harder time trusting yourself because you know that you're just not taking very good care of yourself. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, 
Yeah. And you're, you're closing yourself off even more as you're basically numbing yourself through distraction or by taking five shots or just basically running away from your truth and yourself. So it's going to be even harder for you to even not only trust what's coming up, but even be, have the awareness of what it is. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So actually that I want to talk as well about self-love and, um, I know that a big thing that you talk about is self-love and kind of your story with finding self-love. And I also know that self-love is kind of a term that just gets really thrown around right now. So I'd love to know in your, from your experience or from where you're at today, what self-love means for you. And also I think the people that are attracted to self-love and the conversations around self-love tend to be people who don't have it because they're searching for it. And that's why they're so intrigued or inspired or curious about it. So for those people who maybe are feeling really low or they're in a really dark place, um, or maybe they're just going through something painful or traumatic, how can they start to cultivate a sense of self-love when, they're so, when they feel like they might be so far away from it or it might be so impossible? So yeah, just what it means to you and how people can start finding it from maybe a dark place. Yeah, so this is something that I think about a lot, and um, I want, and I think to myself, why is it that yoga helped me find this? Because for me, it was a lot of things, but I really find that yoga was the key to unlocking that um, that source of self love. And of course, it's not perfect. I don't feel like, oh my god, I love myself all the time, but there is that underlying um, feeling that's now there. Mm -hmm. always that I can come back to and I think with yoga it's like this intimacy with yourself because when you're doing these poses like a lot of times you are you know you're touching your own skin you're making this connection with yourself that I think a lot of forms of exercise and other practices don't um don't give you necessarily and I'm still trying to exist totally understand why it is that yoga has this like magical power Mm -hmm. but I really find that getting close to yourself and like having you know that gentle touch with yourself and yoga is really powerful and for me I think that the self-love came from yoga practice and dedicating that time to myself And then through that, it just started leading to lots of other things. So I spent an entire year um, where I would spend a lot of time alone and I would on really long walks outside with my dog. And I just started working through limiting beliefs where I would tell myself that I am worthy or that I deserve love and I deserve like a healthy love and I deserve... um, to feel special and all these different things. Everyone needs their own specific mantras and affirmations and you can kind of just let it come to you naturally. But I just started repeating those things to myself over and over and over again until I started to believe them. And I really made time for myself and I really sat with myself for long periods of time. And that's not easy, especially when you're in a dark place and you're feeling lonely and insecure it's not easy to sit with yourself because that means your pain and your feelings will come up 
you have to remind yourself that that's temporary and it's necessary to do that to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. And um, I just kind of slowly started making lots of different decisions to take better care of myself and my body. Like I knew that personally alcohol doesn't work well with me. I cut that out after a long period of time. I started eating more plants and um, I started spending less time with people or no time with people who didn't value me. And over time, all those little decisions, they add up and they bring you to a place where you start to feel good within yourself and good about yourself. Yeah. So it's a lot of things. It's not one thing really, but I would just say start small like make one decision of one thing that you can do for yourself. And for me, a big thing was that I was really motivated to find love. Like I really wanted to find my partner, but I knew that I couldn't find him until I had some level of confidence and self-worth. And um, so you can find something that motivates you too. Maybe you're not, at a place where just yourself is enough because sometimes to go to a yoga class it's not about us like sometimes I say I'm gonna go to yoga so that I can be better for everyone that I love and sometimes you have to kind of go outside of yourself just so that you can come back into yourself and like bring that back to yourself again so if you're having like you know a lot of negativity towards yourself right now see if you can Think about somebody that you love or something that you love. It could be your job. It could be a hobby, a person, whatever it is. And see if you can let that be a place of motivation where you start to do this inner work for yourself. Because then slowly, and it might even happen without you realizing it right away, but slowly you will start um, to become more comfortable with yourself and you will start developing this self-love. And I think people like the term self-love sounds so intense because it's like well that's unattainable maybe self-acceptance is possible but self-love mm -hmm. is too high yeah but i i really disagree i think you can get there but it does take some steps and it takes some time and patience yeah well i also think when people hear the term self-love they they assume that it's just oh everything is perfect and always good and super easy and that that obviously isn't attainable. So it's like, what self-love yeah. really is, is about accepting all of you, highs, lows, things that you're insecure about, things that you're confident about, and owning all of that rather than thinking that in order to love myself, I have to be perfect first, and then I can finally be in this place where I'm just in this love affair with myself. So I really right. and it's, like Yeah, that. and it's absolutely not that at all and I actually it's funny because before I met my boyfriend I felt like I had gotten to really good place within myself but when you and you might be able to understand this but when you meet your partner they mirror back everything to you that you haven't yet accepted so yeah. I had accepted everything about myself that I deemed acceptable but then once I became so serious with him I realized all these things that I had been kind of like denying about myself, it was easy to avoid when I was alone. Mm -hmm. But then I saw all of it because he saw it and he loved it. And I was like, why? Like, these are all my embarrassing things that I don't like and I don't want to share. 
and um so it it was it's been so hard it's like it forces you to go even deeper within yourself and accept even more everything that you really never thought was acceptable um so yeah it's like always a journey I think and like yeah. as you grow and change there will be new limiting beliefs that come up new fears that come up like new things that you learn about yourself that you don't like and that you have to learn how to love and it's it's never going to be easy but it's definitely the most worthwhile thing I've ever done and I know that just through my level of self-love and self-acceptance I have really helped a lot of people around me even people that I don't even know that I've helped so I think there's judgment for sure but ultimately I know that it's the best thing for me and it's the best thing for anyone around me because they, they can if I love people and I want them to get to that place themselves I have to start with me yeah 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 I definitely had that experience too of when I found my partner I was kind of like oh cool this must be almost like the reward for all the work I've been doing on myself cool I'm I'm done now now I can just relax but you're right like once I met him it was like a whole nother level of whoa there's still so much that I haven't uncovered that I haven't healed that I haven't had awareness of but it's even though it has been really intense at times I'm so grateful that he's able to reflect that and that he's so open to us both (laughs) healing together and also through each other we both help each other heal so much and even though it's uncomfortable or sometimes it feels like maybe we're, we have to have an argument around it or there has to be um, a difficult conversation. We know that it's just healing us. It's just helping us step more into our power and yeah. um, own more parts of ourselves that we weren't accepting before. Oh, totally. I, I completely agree. Like I see so much growth um, in, in mine and each of us and it's really beautiful, but it takes a lot of commitment and openness and you know I think that a lot of people uh you know it's what yeah it's like it just reminds me again what you said about how people think that the self-love thing is just like it's easy like you get to this point and it's just easy all the time and you know that's just not really like how life is I mean I guess I do believe that some people can reach enlightenment and get to this really high state but I would say for the most part, probably not, you know, and I'm not searching for that. I'm just searching for like more inner peace and just a way of like feeling purposeful and grounded within myself in a way that I can help people and feel like my life is meaningful and like that I'm healthy because feeling healthy is just genuinely the best feeling, especially when you've gone most of your life not feeling healthy. So Mm -hmm those are like all my motivations for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like what you said as well about just choosing something that makes you feel good because even at the darkest, even if you perceive right now to be the darkest point of your life for anyone that's listening, um, you can always make a choice that you can feel good. And even if it's just a little bit better than right now, there's always something that's going to make you feel a little bit better or that's going to nurture you more than the other choice. So it's about choosing those choices. And like you said, they start to add up. And something that I know was really helpful for me when you were talking about the affirmations 
was even if you can't say I'm worthy yet, you can start with just I'm open to feeling worthy or I'm open to feeling love or I think love could be possible for me. You can start with just even having the slightest inkling or the slightest openness to it. And as you keep doing that, you can step into, oh, wait, I actually think I do kind of start to feel this now. Now I start Mm -hmm. to feel a little bit of love. I start to even just like myself. Maybe someday I'll be able to love myself. So I like that you're you brought up the how it's a progression and you can't expect to go from the darkest point or the most traumatic point of your life today to just being in ultimate self-love tomorrow. It's going to be a process and it's probably going to be a process for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's like, I always, I've always thought of myself as the turtle, like slow and steady, like one foot in front of the other. And when I was first starting my journey, like when I was really in a dark place I did lots of things to keep track of my progress too so that I would feel um like I was making progress so I did gratitude journaling every day where I would like date the page and just journal a little bit things that I could be grateful for and it was not easy in the beginning like a lot of these things will bring you to tears in the beginning because you're just in a really tough place and you don't believe that things will get better and um but then I kept doing it and it did because the truth is is that like these things have like a ripple effect and I also did things like in the notes on my phone I would title a list like progress and anything that I felt was progress, whether it was like an interaction with somebody or um like I lost some weight or like I uh I don't know what else I in there I I put in lots of different things but I just made this list and over time it just got so long and then you're like wow look at all these areas I'm making progress in and starts with that one bullet point like the one journal entry like it just starts with one small thing and if you can just commit to any of these practices they are really really powerful and they can really help you I love that. I really want to do that now, honestly. I wish I did it years ago, but even just, there's so many things that we do all the time that we aren't even aware of that are helping us so much or contributing so much. Mm-hmm. So I just love the idea of being able to see, whoa, like even though they all they might seem really subtle, when you look at the full picture, you're like, I was in such a different place. I can't even believe that that was my life or that's yeah. the way that I treated myself or talked to myself. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's so important to take that time to reflect because otherwise we can just keep coming into this state of mind where we're like, life isn't enough. I'm never enough. I'm never accomplishing enough. And if we don't take time to sit back and reflect and like be grateful for how far we've come, it's kind of like, well, what's the point? If we're still going to stay in this really negative mindset most of the time, it's not really like benefiting us or other people. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to ask one little question before we wrap up. So I'm wondering, thinking about some maybe transformation you've had or um, maybe with your health journey or maybe even just your younger self, I want to know one thing that you wish you had known at that time that would have just made things so much easier or more fluid for you. And again, it just could be any, any point in your life that something that would have helped you and that could help others that are listening that might be in a similar place to where you were. So your struggle that you're going through right now, 
there's purpose behind it and it's meant to strengthen you so that you can step into a greater purpose for this life than you even thought of yourself. So for me, um, it's very important for me to make all of my past meaningful now. So it's like too painful, I think, to think of things as uh, meaningless for me personally. I know I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with that, but my past, I see it as my story and a story that I'm meant to tell to inspire people. Um, and I also see like all successful people have a story, right? So, you know, someone is not going to be very interesting if they are successful and they don't have a story to tell. I think that collectively we like hearing stories and we like relating to people and we like hearing a good comeback story. We like hearing about the underdog and the comeback. And for me, that's really a big thing of what inspires me is I'm like, you know what? I've been through a lot and now I have a good story to tell. And so if you're going through like the depths right now, I've been there too. And you have to allow yourself to maybe see it as like you have this greater purpose and um, there's a reason why you're going through this if you allow it to strengthen you and if you allow it to help you to accept yourself more. And um, yeah, so I was telling, I was telling actually my uh, brother that yesterday because we were joking about how I went through some hard times over the last several years. And I was like, yeah, but it's my story. You know, this is what I can tell people now. And I think that it's good to hear that I was in a terribly dark place for a really long time and I made it out of that. And of course I still have my times when I'm struggling, but I would say as a whole, I've drastically changed my life and that anyone else has that ability too. All that requires is like one little tiny sliver percent of a belief in yourself and maybe in um, the power of the universe, whatever you want. Yeah. But if you can believe in yourself, even like a tiny, like half of a percent, you can just drastically change your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know for me as well, I, when I look back at everything that I've been through, I'm like, nothing would have ever changed if I didn't go through that. Like I, I, the way that I was guiding my life at that time was so ego driven and so, again, like I was saying, from the neck up, like I was so disconnected from my body and I was so driven by fear and what everyone else around me wanted for me that um, I really needed something traumatic to happen to me to bring me back to myself and bring me back to my power and create enough stillness in my life that I would actually get out of my own head and just surrender to my own heart and my own truth. And even though it was incredibly difficult and incredibly painful and there were so many low points along the way I now know exactly what the purpose of that was and it's brought me to a point where now I'm living a life that does feel so aligned and that I know has always been meant for me but I needed something to steer me back in the right direction and so now it all makes sense and I think that's another thing that for people listening who might feel like they're at that low point right now it's like when just if you could just trust even like Lexi saying like a half percent that what you're going through right now is contributing to where you're meant to go. 
it'll just make things so much easier for you. Know that there is a reason that you're here and that it, in some way, it's giving you more of what you need to go where you're meant to go. Yes, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, before we close, just let people know where they can find you, how they can connect with you. And yeah. if anything, I don't know if you know where you're going to be teaching when you're in Sydney, but if anyone in Sydney is listening, maybe they'll be able to find yeah. it. Yeah, so I, uh, you can find me on Instagram at LexiLaurenT, and I also have a website, LexiLauren at Squarespace.com, and uh, I'm also on TikTok and Facebook, Alexandra Pugh, and then, um, yeah, so I'll be in Sydney in about a week, so if anyone's in Australia or in the Sydney or Fuji area, um, I'll be teaching around there and you know I'm also going to be really looking for creative people to work with so photographers and videographers things like that so yeah cool and you'll probably post all the information if you start teaching on your Instagram yes, totally yeah so okay. that's that's not um clear yet but yes I totally will Okay, awesome. Well, I'm excited for you to be in Sydney. Thank you so I'm sure much. It's going to be awesome. Have a great time in Maui. And thanks again. It was so good to chat. Yeah, it was so good to chat with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Goddess Talk podcast. If you like these episodes, don't forget to give me a five-star rating and review on the app. Until next time, you can connect with me at goddessbrandco.com or on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch. Sending you all so much love and I'll see you on the next episode.